Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is April 17th, it's 2019, and we have four early games and 10 games on the main slate, so 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Bobby Fye. How are you doing, my friend? Good, man. Happy to be back here with you. Uh, like, it's been, it was a great NBA season. Baseball, I, I keep getting close, and I'm ready to, to sit here and talk some baseball with you. I think that, uh, you know, one of these days, it's going to happen one of these days real soon, and hopefully it happens today for me and, and the listeners. Yes, indeed. Um, it's been a good baseball season to start so far for me, so I, I can't really complain. Like, to make money when Glasnow is your pitcher, um, you know, is always a good thing. So, you know, He's in most of my best lineups right now, so I, I'm with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I was saying, like, you know, as long as, like, I played him in Colin McHugh in cash, and Yonder Alonzo was, like, 2% owned in cash today, and he was one of my favorite plays that I talked about yesterday. So um, it's one of those days where I'm happy. I'm happy I survived the 10-run the first inning from the Phillies, and I move on. So if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. Um, if you go to the Roto-Grinders main page at rotogrinders.com, on the left-hand side, it has reviews of each and every site, and you just click right there where it says review next to Fantasy Draft. You can read about Fantasy Draft and um, sign up to those links. That way, if we run any cool promos with them, you can get access to any cool promo that we run with them, and you get three months free to the Fantasy Draft Premium, which is a $90 value Once you, if you sign up to the links. Um, let's get started. We have a lot to talk about, so we're just going to jump right in. We're going to start with this four-game early slate. We start with the Mets and the Phillies. Zach Wheeler against Jake Arrieta, nine total. Arrieta, 120 favorites. Um, don't expect the same thing, right? We don't, we don't think Philly's going to go out and score 10 runs in the first inning, do we? I mean, it is the kind of offense that, like, even last year I was talking about, like, these guys, even deep later in the lineup, they work counts and they have power. It's it's an offense that's like worth stacking on every big slate, and I always you know I always impartial. But what I'm really probably looking for on this smaller slate because I think they'll be fairly popular, and I don't th- like Wheeler is a good pitcher, but this is just not a lineup anyone should want to face. I think you probably want to pick out a couple couple guys here, um, being a smaller slate because it is going to be popular to stack them, and I think that I don't. That's not the way I'm going to go, but I think that I'm going to try and, and like, I like everyone one through eight. I just think I'm going to look for like two, maybe three man stacks, mostly on the Philly side. All right, let's get into the pitchers. Um, do you have any interest in Zach Wheeler? No. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. You know, even, I, I don't even think like the contrarian minded me can take a shot on Zach Wheeler here. This lineup's too good. Um, any interest in Jake Arietta? Uh, no. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at, too. Um, let's talk Mets, Bats. You know, Arietta. even since the start of last year, he's been really good against righties, but high walk rate, low strikeout weight rate to lefties. 
you know, he doesn't usually get pummeled, but he's a guy when you're when you're looking at your research here, you got to look at who does well against sinkers. And there's two guys that massively stand out to me when we're looking at it, and it's Brendan Nimmo and Michael Conforto. Those are the two guys that I want to play from the Mets on the early slate. Uh, I have those two guys. I also I, – I, I think the Mets are really interesting. Like, I think they're like the – they're probably the way that I would I, like. I would look at going there tomorrow. I I, I don't know that I'm gonna f- fully go for it either, but I I like this game. I I like two and three men on both sides. I like the guys you mentioned. I'm really good with Robinson Cano is gonna go on a tear really soon, and I want to be in the front of it rather than the back. So I'm gonna jump all over Cano too. Um, but I like I'm I'm interested in all the Mets. Uh, Pretty much one through seven. I'm not going to play uh, probably J.D. Davis if he's batting eighth. I mean, if that's what we got him projected at, who knows? But I, I think mostly, like, I, I'm probably lean, leaning the, the guys you mentioned. And, I mean, I really like – I don't mind playing Wilson Ramos and Robinson Cano a lot here. So those those guys are going to be the other two big ones for me. I forgot Nemo um, had a neck injury on Tuesday. So you have to make sure he's in the lineup for what it's worth. But I, I do, if he is in the lineup, I like him. But Conforto, Cano, really the two guys I don't want to attack here. You mentioned Cano. We're playing him a lot. I don't mind um, Jeff McNeil. He's been hitting the ball really, really well. Um, kind of flying under the radar. His price is kind of in that like mid-tier range where he shouldn't get a ton of traction. So Jeff McNeil... Cano, Conforto, and Nemo if he's in the lineup. Uh, Philadelphia, you already mentioned that you you like, you know, looking at three, maybe three to four pieces, two to three pieces, and getting some exposure to them. Who are some of your favorite guys here? Uh, sorry, you meant for for the Mets? No, Philly. Oh, for Philly. So I would rank it um, – I think that I would go Bryce – Bryce, Rio Muto, because position, um, Reese. uh, I don't know where Segura is going to be at, too, because he left the game tonight as well, although that was they were up by a bunch, so who knows. Um, I really like those guys, and I really like playing like Herrera, especially if somehow Segura is out and the lineups change. And uh, Segura played tonight and King Reed did. Somehow I missed exactly how that happened, but. Anyway, I, I think that it's, I think it's like that for me. It's mostly like McCutcheon would probably be my fifth guy, but I like all of them. Um, I like Herrera just because he's always the lowest owned, and I think they're like there's massive upside here with Philly the way they play. They'll run too, like they'll run out of weird spots. So you'll get Herrera guys like Herrera occasionally running like uh, Hernandez out of the seventh spot. Like these guys are there's a lot of upside against this Mets team in my opinion. For sure. Um, certainly like the Philly side. Um, like you said, it's just going to be picking the, the two or three guys, seeing who's in the lineup, adjusting the lineup. It's the first game on the slate. We should pretty much, we should get a lineup here. Uh, St. Louis at Milwaukee, Michael Waka against Corbin Burns, um, nine total Burns, a slight favorite at 137. Um, do you have any interest here in Michael Waka? No. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, when you look at the, the Milwaukee lineup, they're just really, really good. And even on a four-game slate, I don't think I can pick on them here. Um, do you have any interest in Burns? So I think that you're supposed to. I think people will. 
I don't think I'm going to play the pitchers from the first couple games. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I would play Burns before I'd play Waka. For sure. Um, you know, Burns at least has – he's shown a little bit of, like, strikeout upside. Uh, you know, and, and when you think of – and when you look at the stats, since the start of last year is a 35% strikeout rate to righties, he's going to face a really right-handed heavy lineup here. So, I, if I was going to play either of these two guys, it'd be Burns. It's just this lineup is really solid. Um, and, I, and I might end up playing Burns, you know, just kind of looking at pricing really quick. Um I don't think he's the worst at 6,800 if you want to, like, stack of bats. But, uh, yeah, I guess he is in play a little bit for me. Yeah, I didn't Not realize probably. he was so cheap. Yeah. The prices are weird. I am I wasn't looking at pricing because that's, that's how I'm trying to do it with baseball. Just That's how I always try to start. But um, it's weird, man. I mean, I guess everybody is cheap, so it's fine, like – I thought I was going to have to go up and down. It's weird because, <laughs> yeah, I guess he's definitely in play. Yeah. You know, if they roll out that right-handed heavy lineup, I think you can take a shot on him. But on the on the flip side, I also think you can, like, stack St. Louis. Um, I don't think they're the worst stack. Like, this this ballpark is a, definitely a ballpark. I want to attack bats. Um, what's your thoughts on the Cardinals' bats? So – the Cardinals bats, like, I mean, these, I think these are two of the best four offenses in the National League. Um, I, I, especially on the Milwaukee side, it's just been ridiculous. But St. Louis is a ridiculous offense. This is, it's just not a spot I usually want to try and take pitchers against either of these teams. I, I really like, um, for St. Louis, if I was prioritizing, I guess it would go Carpenter. I would say Molina because of positions, but we've already there's already other good catchers. Um, the problem is they're, they're lefties. Like I, I like, I like I want to play Wong, you know, like but he's I think he's a good play to play on these kind of four game slates where he's going to have lower ownership because of where he hits in the lineup. Um, so I, I would play Colton Wong. I would play Carpenter. Those would probably be my top two guys. After that, it's it's Ozuna and then. It's not going to probably be Martinez again. I mean, I guess that it's it's going back. You know, we'll see Goldie back. So that, I guess that would be Goldie right then after that. Martinez has been playing or played because O'Neal got hurt. So I'm sure he'll be back in the outfield again. So Oh, but O'Neal was the only platooning before that, but with Martinez. So, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah I guess, like, the, they have had Harrison um, batter as well. So, like, they could use him. But um, either way, like – I think like I think you know like Carpenter, Ozuna, Wong um, are the guys that I'd be looking at here, and I also also will say like every time we get like these um, night to day games, we usually get cheap catchers. So like you're probably gonna see no, not normal catchers catch for teams today. Um, the Brewers just I, I'm just going right back to the whole stacking thing. Like I I love this stack. I've been stacking them. The last couple of days, um, Yelich is just on a tear. Like I I'm just gonna keep stacking the Brewers. Yeah, I get it. It's it's so hard on this small slate. Everyone else is going to also, and I actually think that the best thing to do is to try and pick a batter too. Like almost like treat it like a court. Like I do the opposite of what I don't just fade or play it. Like I'll I will take the one or two bats that I think that you know have a chance for the upside in that game. And or at least you know try and filter a few that I think do, 
And I, I don't think that I'm just going to fully stack Milwaukee because I just feel like that's what everyone's going to do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I could see them definitely getting ownership, but you know, the Philly and, and Milwaukee are probably going to be the two most popular stacks when we're looking at it. I guess the Dodgers are also going to get some love against Sonny Gray. So, um, moving on, we got Kansas City at Chicago taking the White Sox. Brad Keller against Lucas Giolito. Um, any interest here in Keller? I like both pitchers in this game, and I also like both lineups. So that's a weird one, but that's what you get with the White Sox and Royals these days. And again, we were joking about a pre-show about you know you, you playing a lot of the White Sox bats, which made sense. And 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 I liked a lot of the White Sox bats. The reason I didn't play more of them though was because I was playing Lopez against them. There's high K potential against this team every night you play them. So Keller definitely has to be interested. Interesting on a four-game slate. Uh, the price is higher. If it was a big slate different story. I like Keller a lot. I also have no problem stacking the White Sox. I feel the same way with Giolito on the other side, although I probably give a slight edge to Giolito. The only thing that worries me is this Royals team is like, they're like pesky and annoying. They're not, I don't feel like that K upside is the same as it is with the White Sox side, uh, regardless of what the actual numbers are showing, just the way they battle in, in a lot of these counts. But I do like both these pitchers and Giolito with the big discount. Um, but at the same time, we can talk about bats for days because I, I like – I mean, it's four. there's four games in this slate. I wouldn't love these pitchers on a giant slate. I probably would take shots on Giolito. Um, but honestly, like it's a four-game slate. These are two of my top three pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, they're both very much in play. Um, I, I, pr I think I prefer Giolito over Keller. I, I think this is the spot Keller finally gets hit a little bit, but I could be wrong. Um, his XFIP is suggesting like he's running really good right now. You know, anytime your XFIP is almost double your ERA, you know, you're running good. So I think that I know this is the second time they saw him and like he pitched really, really good against the first time he pitched against this team. And you know, he's coming off of a really, really good start against Cleveland, but I think this is the game he kind of gets touched up a little bit. Um, so I prefer Giolito. I don't know how many teams I'm going to play on this early slate yet. I haven't really, like, dug into game selection or anything. But if I play more than one team, I'll probably end up playing both these pitchers because they make the most sense. <laughs> you know? They do. They do. Yeah. Outside of, like, um, outside of, like, Walker Bueller, who we'll talk about here in a minute. I do think uh, it's interesting to mention about Keller real quick. Like this guy's had crazy walk issues this year and he still has not, he's gotten into the seventh inning in every start of his, of, of this year so far. He has a quality start in every start. He, that's like, I, I mean, it's four starts. It's not like a huge sample, obviously. I'm just saying like, even when he's struggling, he's finding ways like, you know, the, the pitch, the pitch count is honestly something that I'm excited by, or, you know, like you see somebody who's consistently over a hundred pitches and, you know, struck out 10 guys in his last game, even though the strikeouts have been sort of up and down. I, I just think that there's like enough here to where on this slate, you kind of have to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's talk bats here. Um, Kansas city bats. What are we looking at? So it's the it's the usual guys. It's pretty much I mean it's literally everybody in the lineup. But the truth is that you want uh, you want to go after Hunter Dozier here. Uh, you want to go after Wit. You want to you want to play Mondesi. Um, obviously he'll be back in tonight. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's everybody, but for me, it's the guys I like the most are Dozier. I still think O'Hearn has a breakout game coming really soon. So I would go Dozier, the O'Hearn due to combination at first. Again, on the other side, I also like a Brayu at first. These guys have a lot of first basemen. Hunter Dozier, you can also play at first. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's mostly, you know, it, it's, I really like all of them. I, I just think it's Dozier is the guy who's, I have at the top of my list right now. He just looks like he's seen the ball really well. Yeah, they fixed his multi-position eligibility. He's back to third base only. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I think that Dozier is still a guy we can look at. I do agree with you. I think O'Hearn's breakout game is coming. O'Hearn's seeing the ball really well. The dude has a massive high walk rate right now. He's seen the ball really well. His exit velocity is up, like, Nothing is concerning when I'm looking at Ryan O'Hearn's numbers. So he's he's going to have a game, and at 3,200, um, he he really looks good price-wise. And you know, you look at it and you're like, oh man, you know, he's two for his last 25 at the plate, and that that's certainly like the biggest concern with me. But he only has six strikeouts there, so I'm not too concerned. Um, the other side, the White Sox side of things. Uh, what are we looking at here on the White Sox? Uh, for the White Sox, I, I think that I'm more interested. Like when you play cat, if you play cash tomorrow, I think that you are playing Bueller and Keller. I don't really see a reason why you wouldn't play them as your your two pitchers in cash games. That's just my personal take. I don't play cash as much, but maybe you know it just seems like the obvious way to go with the with the pairings. Um, so I'm I'm finding myself less interested, maybe except for as one offs, just because there isn't aren't a ton of pitching options. And I think that the number one option, obviously, is Moncada. Uh, I do love Abreu, too, here. And I am great. Like, we can play Eloy, you know, in the outfield. I, I just don't know that I'm going to end up playing a bunch of these guys together, stacking them up, even though I get it. Like, I think Jimenez is probably the next guy, next, next most interesting to me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, just I'm just looking at the batted ball profile. Keller makes a lot more sense when you look at the batted ball profile, and probably why he pitched so well against them. He throws his, his slider a lot uh, to lefties and righties, and when you're looking at like the batted ball profile for the White Sox, they they don't hit sliders very well. And you know, I think I like the I, I think I like the Kansas City bats a little bit more than I did because I, I did like some White Sox bats, um, but I, I do think like. Keller makes a lot of sense now, but I will say that Mancata is a guy that I like. And, and like I talked about yesterday, like Alonzo's seeing the ball really well. And, you know, his, he has a lot of positive regression coming. We saw that yesterday four for four and um, hopefully he can keep rolling. But I, I do think that Keller is a little bit more interesting than I initially thought. So uh, Cincinnati and LA taking on the Dodgers. Sonny Gray against Walker Bueller. Um, any interest here in Sonny Gray? So, yeah, I mean, if you're playing other pitchers, I get it. It's, it's, it, you know, what's funny is I know this Dodgers team really well, and I could see this going one of two drastic ways. I think that with the weather being good and it being sunny out and not you know no pun intended um it's it's just a better 
I would rather take the Dodgers bats here. Like, but I, I kind of get it. Like if there was like no ownership on him, he is the kind of pitcher that can like put through six good innings on this team. And like the Dodgers aren't a team that strikes out a lot against high strikeout pitchers. They'll strike out against these guys. Like these sort of like crafty, like not throwing over 92 guys. <laughs> like, so I just think it's, you know, look, a small slate, he would be the fourth guy I would look at. I still think I prefer the other three better. Walker Bueller, massive favorite here against the Reds. Um, I think he's your default Chaco Uno number one, you know, type safer option. No, yeah, I guess like safe isn't the right word. He's just the most, he's probably the most talented pitcher on the slate. He's without a doubt the best pitcher on the slate. <coughs> you all right, man? Yeah, choking on water. Uh, um, yeah, he, he he doesn't look right, but it's it's a four-game slate. Like, I, you know, I would even consider this price being like, I would question him at this price on like a, on a real slate. But like on a four-game slate, like it's really hard not to play him. He's the best pitcher, best environment for him. Like, like I don't know, he's... I just think that it's getting a little too cute not to play him. I understand that he doesn't look right um, in tournaments, sure, but even in my tournaments, I still probably am mostly going to have him. Yep, can't disagree with that. Let's talk bats. Um, any interest here in the Cincinnati bats? Um, I mean, they're they're too cheap. That's the only thing. Uh, I feel like they've been too cheap for too long, and. I think that Puig is a terrific play. Like, I think that he's the one guy I would want to play. Yep, fair enough. Um, I think they're the best high-leverage contrarian tournament stack on the slate. Walker Buehler is going to have so much ownership that if you're playing multiple teams, I would highly mm-hmm. suggest looking at a red stack. Um, that's how you win smaller slates. These teams don't always go off, but – this is a spot where like they just get to him here and they touch him up a little bit. They're going to be so low owned against the high highest known pitcher on the slate that like, they're just a really good leverage tournament play here. So um, they have the bats to do it. Suarez, Puig, Shebler, they have power. Like you said, when we were talking about the Dodgers, it's going to be nice, hot and sunny. Uh, the ball should be flying here. So I don't mind the Reds contrarian stack if you're playing multiple teams or if you just want to, you know, just take a massive chance here. So, um, Dodgers, what do you like here against Sonny Gray? Uh, I think that you, you, first of all, AJ Pollock should be back in the lineup. He's 3,700. Corey Seager's 4,100. Just play those guys. Those are, that's where you start with. Everybody else is fine. I'm not going to play jock at this price um i get it on a four game slate but like at high ownership on this slate on this i'm not gonna do it um muncie again like really good play will have crazy ownership just have to factor that in uh really like all of them to be honest with you but i think that my favorites are seager then pollock then muncie um and then you get into a bunch of guys who it depends on how healthy we think Justin Turner is. I think that he's too cheap. So I guess Turner maybe one ahead of Muncie. So those four are the best ones. Muncie, you know, Seager, Pollock, and Turner. Yeah, you know, I'm certainly worried a little bit about Turner, like the ankle and hamstring thing that he has going on. Zero home runs to start the season. 
but he is very talented. Like you said, he's, he's pretty cheap for the price. So um, certainly, certainly don't expect Bellinger to be in the lineup either. I think they're going to give him a couple days off. Um, so. Did it cost him his MVP run? Yeah, sorry. I just I looked up and um, my boy Vertigo, um, Vertigo, you know, Verdugo, Verdugo hit a two RBI double and oh. um, sweating the Dodgers a little bit. So love that guy. All right, let's. Um, <laughs> anything else from the early slate? Is there anything else we want to touch on before we move on to the main slate? No, I think we pretty much uh, we pretty much nailed it. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. Sensitive sonic vibrations gentle enough on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping you guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush our teeth for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly. That's one of the reasons that I absolutely love my Quip toothbrush. It's something that I've been using now for a few weeks, and I absolutely love the fact that when I need to switch, it's going to pulse, and I'm going to know that it's time to switch over to the other side. So... That is why I really like my Quip, and like I said yesterday, it's very easy to travel with, and um, that's why they're backed by over 20,000 dentist professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash rotogrinders, right now you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash rotogrinders. We move on to the main slate. Fandle included these 6 o'clock games, so we're going to break them down. We missed them yesterday. Um, totally oversight on my part. Boston at New York. Nathan Eovaldi against Jay Happ. Nine total. Happ a slight favorite here at 113. The way the Red Sox are swinging the back, he should be like a minus 500. Um, any interest here in Nathan Eovaldi? No, but I just want to say that I'm kind of sorry you guys missed it because I was going to tweet you. And and send my link my Yankees stack. I, it felt good. It felt like it was going to happen for a minute, but it didn't quite get there. Um, but just 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 because that was a, a pretty significant FanDuel slate. No, I'm just kidding around with you. Um, no, no, no real interest for me for any of Aldi. I'm just kind of joking around here. Um, yeah, I don't really like you of Aldi either. Um, any interest in J Hap? I actually think like. He's a he's a way better. He's always in his career, with the exception of one year, been better against righties than he has against lefties. Um, but it's just you can't do it on this slate. Yeah, like you know, you know, when we're looking at this, like Fanduel's the slate that has this like on their main slate, and we're looking at like Jay Happ over there. He's eighty five hundred. It's a one pitcher site. We have a lot of pitcher options on the slate, so like. I I just can't pull the the trigger here to play him. Um, let's talk Boston bats now. Yeah, it's been a really rough start to the season, but I like I think what the lineup is going to look like today. I think Betts leads off, Bogarts bats second, and like that one through four, Betts, Bogarts, JD Martinez, Steve Pierce. I think is really really interesting uh, for tournaments here in Yankee Stadium. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know that I want to go with all of that. I love the, especially the JD and Pierce part of it. I don't know. I want to fully go with the stack here against him. I, I, I don't mind taking one of those guys. I don't think I'm going to play more than one in any, any lineups, to be honest. Yeah, perfectly fine. It's just the thing that like always stands out to me what happened as he gets older, his fly ball rate continues to climb. Um, and obviously Yankee stadium mm-hmm. and like, what what's weird? And I don't know if this is why he's just not having a great start to the season, but some of this fastball, like seventy percent of the time to righties, and if he does that to the Red Sox, like they're a really good fastball hitting team. So I think that if he throws his fastball that much to the Red Sox today, it could be a really quick outing for him. So um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. Um, Vasquez has a, maybe a catcher play, but like we're not playing a catcher on Fanduel, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I actually like the Yankee stack. Nathan Eovaldi looks awful to start the season. Like, wh- what is it? It's three games now, and, like, it's it just – he hasn't looked right. And, like, the last game was, like, a perfect matchup for him against Toronto, and he looked awful in that game. Like, I really do think, like, the Yankee stack on Vandal is, is interesting here. Get it. Um hmm. Like you're going to get some cheap pieces, too. Like Who? Mike Ford is my, my min salary. He should crack the lineup. He just got it selected on Tuesday, so he should play his first game here. Like I don't know, man. I think you're going to get some cheap pieces, and you'll be able to make this stack work. You could like stack this whole game, I think. Um, yeah, I'll see how the weather is. Like If there's some reason, I just – I don't really like. I I still actually like when I, I didn't even realize any of all these price at first. Not it's not gonna matter because like it's it's fine. You can play whoever you want, but I don't know, man. Like, just seems like there's got to be like these guys are not bad pitchers overall. I know Evaldi's look terrible. They're just I just not gonna buy into that they're just that bad. And even if they like get hit, like they'll still get through like five or six with like three runs or four runs. And on this giant slate. I don't know if that's going to be good enough to win a slate. Fair enough. Um, Cleveland at Seattle, Carlos Carrasco against Eric Swanson. Um, any interest here in Carrasco? Uh, I think that the, I don't care how bad he's been. Just you can, I think that if I look at all the pitchers on this slate, just like, just, I know it's hard for everyone to imagine who's listening probably like, but he is the best pitcher on this slate, and it's not really that close. It's just a matter of he's been really bad. Are we going to take that three-game sample size and use it as gospel? I think there's things to worry about for sure. But with with this slate, like there's not like anybody else who stands out really. And I think that does make him interesting on Fandle where you basically can do whatever you want with hitters anyway, just so you're betting on raw points at that at that point if you believe that. And I believe that. So I'm okay with playing Carrasco. Yeah. Yeah. His stuff has been awful. I don't know what's Terrible. going on, but like you just look at like, dude, even like he, he, his strikeout rate's still there and his swinging strike rate is way down, but his strikeout rate is still there. But, you know, you look at like his contact rate and all that stuff and it's just, I'm super concerned. Um, but, all that aside, you look at the XFIP and like it's still suggesting like he's just getting unlucky. So 
I think I think Vandaly is interesting, but I also don't mind like a Seattle stack, which we'll talk about in a second. Do you have any? Stevie, can I, can I can I throw one thing out though? Like, if he yeah. was seventy eight hundred on Fanduel, don't you think we'd be more interested? Yeah, for sure. But do you think it really matters? Like when you look at the actual way that the numbers break down, I don't think it really matters. I think you're just betting on raw points at cer at certain points. Like maybe 78 is too low, but like anywhere below like eight, I guess it's about 8,000. Like I think you're just betting on raw points at that point because all the hitters you can fit in, you really want to. I think you can fit most of them in. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, so here's the thing. Like, they they did a pretty good job on pricing up uh, Texas. So, like, I think Texas is, like, the best stack on the main slate for what it's worth. So I don't know if you're going to be able to get Carrasco and a full four-man Texas stack and still have a, a decent amount of money. So that's kind of where I'm like, eh. Um, there's a good chance I play, like, three or four people in, in, in cash from Texas. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there, but – First of all, I'm 100% with you on Texas. I just want to point out one thing. The wind's blowing in at 20 miles an hour plus, and people say it doesn't matter. It matters, man. It really does. And it's been happening over and over again where we've seen these balls that don't carry quite as well as they will like a month from now. And it may not matter when it's 100 degrees, but it might matter more when it's 65 or 70. And I'm just saying, like, we'll see. The, just let the weather, like, have some impact on you on that one because – for me, for Texas. That's just how I look at it. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, we used to love when the wind was blowing in at Texas, but obviously they redesigned the ballpark and they changed it. But um, any interest in Eric Swanson on the Seattle side? No. If if he was on – like, if this slate was on DraftKings, I think yeah. I would say yes um, for what it's worth. Like, I know he's making his first major league start, yada, yada, yada. It's just – I really do think the Cleveland lineup is bad. I know it's getting better. It's getting healthier. Cargo's back. Kipnis is back. <coughs> so I think it's getting healthier. I, I still just don't think it's a very good lineup right now. Um, any interest in the Cleveland bats? Yeah, I think that you've got to keep playing Jose Ramirez, um, period. Like, I understand that he's more expensive on FanDuel where you can play him. But I just think that the ownership versus production versus price – is way out of whack. Like he's a guy people were paying 5k for on FanDuel last year. Like, and he is not that different. I understand the lineup isn't the same behind him. He's finding his groove too. His, his bats are much better. I just think that that's where you look. I don't mind a little mini Cleveland stack. I don't mind playing cargo. Um, I, I, I think that they're so cheap um, outside of Ramirez and Ramirez is, I still think one of the best 15 hitters in baseball. So I, I like, I like a uh, cargo. I like Ramirez. I don't think I'm really going to touch a, a ton other than that, but I might, I might throw another guy in just to play with both of them. Yeah. I like Martin. If you want to throw another guy in oh, there, that's a good one. Martin's off to a really good start this season. Like, and like the best thing about him is like, you're likely either going to get like zero or like 20 like he just doesn't really have like middle games he just he usually has good games or really bad games so like i love that in the tournament player so martin would be the other guy throwing there um seattle the only way i'm playing seattle is a stack if you don't think carrasco is right and you want to stack them i do think there's a ton of power in the seattle lineup they're one of the best teams to stack we're going to talk about them all year they have power through the first like five spots so if you don't think carrasco is right 
I don't mind throwing a Seattle stack out there, um, but I'm not. I don't think I'm playing one-offs from Seattle. Like outside of Vogelbach, who's the best player in baseball? <laughs> the best, the best hitter in baseball, first of all, is Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get that straight right now. The guy's five for six right now with, I think, four extra base hits. Yeah, um, I know he pinch hit the other night. He pinch hit. He pinch hit a double, and then tonight <laughs> he had an RBI double. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, like. I actually think that if it was like a really small slate where I really liked none of the hitters, that this would be a really cool stack to go for. Like if they were all really priced down because they were facing Carrasco and it was an old DK slate and all that stuff, that this could be a great spot to stack them and pay up for other pitch. This is not the right situation to, to me, but like I get it. Like there is a ton of power in that lineup. That bullpen has been, I think it looks like garbage. We don't know what they really are yet, but um yeah, I kind of I, I kind of get the counter stack there. Like, I just don't think I'm going to end up doing it. Yeah, and I've been stacking Seattle more on Fandle than I have on DraftKings just because I like to play E5 and Vogelbach together, and you can do that on Fandle. Uh, you can also do it on Fantasy Draft, but I, I really do think that, like, I usually play, like, five teams on Fandle each night, and I'll probably have a Seattle stack today. Um, just I, I picture them to be really low-owned, and – like, just think about it. Like, Santana, Vogelbach, you know, E5, Bruce, like, those are – all four guys can hit home runs. And if Carrasco is really, like, something wrong with him and his exit velocity says, like, he's just getting smoked, like, this could be a side where, like, three of those four guys hits home runs. So, like, I'm, I am I will have a Seattle stack on one of my five handle teams today and um, hopefully they go off, but who knows. Pittsburgh at Detroit, Trevor Williams, Spencer Turnbull. Um, Williams a slight favorite here at 113, eight total. Any interest here in Trevor Williams? Nope. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I think Detroit is a team. I was reading an article, article, and I don't remember who wrote it. I would give them credit if I did. But they were talking about 10 guys that have – off to slow starts, but, like, their numbers suggest they shouldn't be. And, like, Josh Harrison and Jordy Mercer were both on that list, which I think are interesting for Detroit. <laughs> um, like, I, their expected numbers are a lot higher than their actual numbers. I feel like Jordy Mercer lives on that list. Like, I used to think that I had, like, the but inside did, track years ago when I was playing DFS. It's like, oh, I, all their expected hit rate and everything. And I'm like, somehow <laughs> Jordy Mercer is, like, a guy who just always shows up on these things. The other one who was who used to be the biggest one was the guy um, Howie Kendrick because he hit Howie Kendrick went 700 at bats and he hit one pop up in 700 at bats. Everything else was a line out, a fly out, a ground out, or a strike. <laughs> I was like, or a hit. I thought that was pretty incredible. Anyway, but Jordy Mercer ends up running into things like that, but they're really like soft fly balls to left field. Sorry. Yeah, what, what's interesting about Mercer is the fact that like his um. His his ground ball rate is really far down, and his fly ball rate's really up. But whatever. Um, yeah, I don't really love Trevor Williams here. I don't think he's the worst play on a two pitcher site, but he's not on two pitcher sites. So, like, he's not a guy that I think I would play on Fanduel. I do think, like, I think there's a really high possibility for him to get a quality start here. Um, I think he goes six innings and probably gives up less than three runs. But I just I don't love it. Um, any interest here in Spencer Turnbull? Um, no, I don't think that, like, I think that I wouldn't be surprised about anything with him, but I'm not going to play him. Let's just put it that way. I honestly don't know what to expect from that guy when I watch him pitch. 
He looks amazing <laughs> from batter, and then the next batter, he looks like worse than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Um, just so if my sound has sounded really bad and um, you've heard a lot of my coughs, it's because I totally forgot to turn my mic on and I've been using my iMac um, sound. So, like, I've switched over now. So, <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, you good? I, you know, I was, like, thinking about it and you're like, are you okay? And, like, I was like, I muted my mic. Why did he hear me cough? Anyway. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. No, it's fine. I, obviously, it didn't work because my mic wasn't on. I was <laughs> using my other audio. But now I'm using my mic so you won't hear me cough anymore. But Spencer Turnbull... I like Turnbull. I, I do think he's an interesting guy. I think his strikeout rate is real. I do think he has really good strikeout stuff. Um, the fact that he uses multiple pitches, I love the fact that he keeps hitters off balance and he's throwing the cutter to strike out people. But the thing is, like, this Pittsburgh team doesn't strike out, and I hate playing pitchers against them. And on a one-pitcher site, I'm just not playing Spencer Turnbull here. Um, Bobby, is there anything on the Pittsburgh side, bats-wise, that you like here? Like, I think there's a lot of guys who I don't mind as one-offs, but there's nobody who I actually want to highlight. Like, it's just – it literally would be if you're stuck with them, sure. But not not guys that I'm focusing on for sure. Yeah, prob- this is probably my least favorite game for bats on the entire slate. Um, I just – I don't like this game at all for bats. Um, anything on the Detroit side that you like? Absolutely. So here's where we're different on this one. Whoa! All right. I like it. Um, I think that this is – if you're playing on FanDuel, like with the pricing, um, you stack Detroit. I, I think that there's enough upside. First of all, I, I think that Trevor Williams – like he's probably a guy who I played more than most people did in the past. And it, it's a righty-heavy lineup. There's some sense that make it, it makes. Um, everybody in this lineup is performing below expectation. Jordy Mercer's not healthy, but like forget him. Josh Harrison – uh, Castellanos, Cabrera's hard hit rate, it sh- he, the balls should carry a little bit more at some point. Um, Kristen Stewart, Goodrum is um, like one of the most underrated players in baseball who costs nothing, in, or at least he did. I don't know what he costs right now. Uh, batting the middle of the lineup. C- Candelario, I like one through six of this lineup, and I don't think that I'm going to like probably full stack it like in most of my lineups, but it definitely will be one of if I had to make like four lineups, it would be one of the stacks I would look at tomorrow. And I just think there's like zero people will be on it. It is a much, much better team than, and what's weird is like the CB, we all talk about stacking all the time. Like I've won tournaments where my three and four man stacks gave me like 15 fantasy points because you're, or sorry, not 15, 15, maybe DraftKings points, maybe like 30 fantasy points. Let's put it that way. Like they scored two runs. That's, it's happened a million times. You're looking for certain power outliers with a pitcher that can get into trouble. And yes, it's not an ideal situation. It's not perfect, but with the pricing and everything, all the other bats you can afford, you can pay up for whatever pitcher you want and play any bat you want and stack this team in or mini stack. them. Yeah. Um, the other thing that like is interesting is like Christian Stewart, right? Like the dude has gotten hits in seven of his last eight games and, He's a guy that I doubt anybody will be playing on this slate. And, like, he has double-digit fantasy points in, in in five of the last seven games. So, like, if you're looking at a Detroit stack, don't leave out Christian Stewart. Um, um I, Like, I, I can get behind. Actually, when I'm looking at it, like, 
the Goodrum Stewart Candelario stack, that little three man looks really juicy. If you're going to stack up Detroit, like I like it a lot more than I had originally had liked it just because I, I think that it's a really strong low owned three man um, for what it's worth. Moving on. Just to throw in Nick Castellanos is a top 25 hitter in baseball and hasn't been acting like it. Just the guy will laugh at his $2,700 price tag later on this year. I promise you. I'm really worried about that toe injury, though. Like, I, I've watched him hit now a few times, and I've watched a couple games, and I, I'm really worried about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind playing him at that price for sure. I'm, I'm, you're, I, I hear you, and, and, and I'm not saying I'm not concerned, but, I like, this is not basketball. They don't have to run out there for the whole thing. Like, I'm looking for a really, really good, really smart hitter to make good contact twice. And hopefully one le- one or two leave the yard. I th- he's a great bet for that. I don't care about how tra- Trevor Williams has been. This is a bad matchup for Trevor Williams. I will bet you the Tigers, they will smash this. They'll score six or seven runs tomorrow. I just don't know how it's going to happen exactly. San Francisco at Washington. Now we're getting on to the fantasy draft, the Yahoo, the DraftKings main slate as well. Jeff Samarja against Jeremy Hellickson, eight and a half total here. Hellickson, a one fifty favorite. Uh, any interest here in Samarja? Uh, I'm just I'm just taking a look at pricing real quick. Sorry, I got to switch switch out lineups. Um, what's Samarja's price here? Because I, I'm not going to play him. I don't think. But if he was like something absurdly priced, I think I would play him. I don't think he is. So no, I, I don't. I'm not going to play Samarja. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I don't really have any interest in the shark. Um, I was I was actually pulling up pricing too. Um, I had the early slate. I was switching it over. Um, yeah, so like the shark is seventy three hundred. I don't think that's the worst price in the world, but I don't think I'll play him here. Um, any interest in Jeremy Hellickson? Um, like a little bit. <laughs> It's, it, it feels wrong. It does, but like he's 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 been pretty good a lot of the time. Like if you look at his last ten starts, I mean, there's something there. Like he used to be a good pitcher. I liked him a lot when he was with Tampa Bay. I think that there's enough upside against this really weak offense. I mean, you see it in the run total. I think it's it's probably like a guy we should consider taking a shot on. Like now, you know, we're onto a smaller slate. And I don't know. I think he's kind of interesting. I, I know that other people won't agree with this and it seems bad and all that. Uh, I think Hellickson's kind of interesting. Yeah, fair enough. I just worry about the strikeout stuff. Like, I want a little bit of strikeout upside, and you know his swinging strike rate is really, really low, three point eight percent. Look who he's face. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I, I don't want to look at this this sample and be like, oh, I can't play him because he's only pitched two games against Philadelphia this season. But I, I just I worry about the swinging strike rate. That's all. Um, and, and like, even if we look back at like last season, like to get a larger sample. Like his swinging strike rate was still under nine percent, so like that's just that's my only concern when I'm looking at Hellickson. And let's move on to the Giants bats. Anything here for the Giants that you like? Yeah, I mean, I think that actually, like, 
all the guys are too cheap. So I actually really don't mind like belts and Posey, especially considering the stadium upgrade, considering the matchup um, and Duggar. Those are my three guys. I can't even remember the last time I played Buster Posey. <laughs> like it, it's been that long. You know, what's so um, funny is everyone knocks on him and what's weird is how often like nine points from a catcher will be like a good score because last year he made me a lot of money when he wasn't doing anything. And he just, a guy who's a 280 hitter. I know he's not been that so far, but like when he gets the stadium upgrades and decent matchups, I think it's like worth taking a look at this price. Look at the price. Listen, I get it. I I understand. I was just like making a general statement. Like I I can't remember the last time I played him. Um, But I do, I I do like the salary relief of like Brandon Crawford, Um, Duggar, like you said, belt, um, belt your upside guy. Like I I think like any of those three guys are in play. Um, If you're looking for just some salary relief here, but but, you know, ballpark upgrade. Um, What do you like here for Washington? So, um, I like the, I, first of all, I've, I've been so, I'm sort of annoyed because I feel like I should have made more money on Anthony Rendon than I did, but I like this lineup. I think this is an underrated lineup. I don't think I'm going to go crazy on it here, but I don't mind anyone in the top four, and I don't mind Gomes as a catcher. Other than that, I wouldn't touch anything on this slate. But I think mostly, like, if I had to prioritize, it would be Soto, Rendon, Dozier, Eaton. Yeah, um, small sample, but Soto has absolutely crushed um, sinkers. And we know Shark likes to throw his sinker, you know, historically about 30 to 40% of the time. So I think Soto is a really interesting play. Like I said, it's a small sample. Um but yeah, Rendon is off to it. He's off to a scorching start. So like, I don't mind like maybe a little two man with those guys batting three, four. Um, moving on to Baltimore at Tampa, six and a half total here. David Hess. This is not again. a right total. That can't be correct. Yeah. It looks like it's messed up. So discard the total. It looks like it's going to be David Hess versus the bullpen type of game with, it looks like it's going to be Chirinos is what I'm reading. Um, but anyway, let's, let's like, we, we, we love this situation. The raids like to do to us here, but, um, what do we, what do we think here at David Hess? I think Hess is, is, it's not, it's the wrong, unless he's like 4k or something that I missed. Is he four? No, he's 56. He's no. 56. Nope. 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 If he was four, we could have a conversation because it kind of, it's kind of gets interesting, but like, no way. Um, no, it's a uh, to me, it feels like a terrific stack Tampa spot at low ownership. Yeah, um, I don't mind the Tampa stack. I really hope we get like clarification who the long reliever is going to be because like Yarbrough hasn't pitched in like five days, and if it's him, like he's obviously interesting here. If if it is gonna be Torinos, like I really like Torinos here. Like I, I think you could consider him as like your SP two today. Um, I don't know what his price is on Fanduel because I'm trying to deselect and try to figure out such a pain in the butt to figure out how to get to those guys. He's seventy three hundred on Fanduel, so like no, I think he's in play. He can't. 
Wait, well, you don't. Uh, why? Because you genuinely don't get. First of all, you can't get a quality start coming out of the bullpen on Fanduel. There's no way true. you can play. You cannot do it. And I, I, on on DraftKings, the problem with it is we've seen these guys like this year so far. You've seen like. You had uh, what's his name cruising the other day for through four and a third, and they took him out after four and a third, and he, you know, he put up twelve fantasy points, but he looked like he, it was a game that should have been thirty fantasy points. It he, he had thrown fifty five pitches. I can't remember who was the. I can't remember. It was Yarbrough. It Yarbrough. It, it doesn't make sense the way they're using everyone, and Baltimore is not an offense that I am afraid of picking on, but it's probably worth noting that at least against righties like they're pesky man like i would still start again against them sure a, a good starter i just it just feels too speculative for on a four game slate on a six game slate yes but i think it's too big a slate maybe yeah man what stinks is like Torino started his first two games this season, and I really thought we were going to get like this whole like he he was going to be like the starter type of thing. And like, it's so annoying that they're doing this like bullpen thing because like if he was starting here, I, I really like I'd load up on him. I, his stuff is his stuff is really really good. Um, like his upside is just so tremendously high here. Like his strikeout stuff is so good. Like. His sinker slider combo is so good, but yeah, I just I, I worry about who's gonna actually pitch, how long they're gonna pitch. You know, even in the other game, even one of his starts, he only pitched 67 pitches. So I think like I, I really do think like you made an excellent point there by just saying, like, hey, we gotta really like realistically think about like the pitch count and not the matchup here. Can it, yeah, and I need to just like expand on it one second, like just for everybody who's gonna keep playing all year. It doesn't mean that nobody from Tampa is ever gonna get you there pitching wise, but this team is going to play for the, the three, uh, two of the best five, four or five teams in baseball. However you want to look at it are in the, or in one division. Tampa is probably like, they have a good chance at winning the division. I said this before the year started. So not just because they're off to a great start. They're going to play every game like that. Every game is their playoffs. So when you have that happening, you're going to see guys pulled quicker. It's just like where you want to stay away from pitching. You want to stay away from hitters that get platooned a lot. That's just even early in the year. That's the way the Rays are going to play. They're taking the old Joe Madden thing and they put it times 10 because that's how they still compete. And congratulations. They've done a great job of it. They will do it again this year. It's just really hard fantasy wise to play Tampa players unless you're like stacking or doing something like that. Yeah, I think they had a good chance to make the playoffs last year. But um, they would have picking... if they were in a different division. Yeah, for sure. Um, Baltimore bats. Is there anything standing out to you here for Baltimore? You can always play Trey Mancini, and you'll never be wrong, in my opinion. And Grant knows this about me. Um, Trey Man, there's a certain people you have your your affinities for, and I just always feel like Trey Mancini is underowned, underpriced, or it's under something. It's not nothing stands out, uh, to be honest. But I just love talking about Trey Mancini. I was doing a deep dive on Baltimore the other day. I don't remember why, but like one thing that I just want to like for future reference, uh, because I love our listeners. Like Dwight Smith Jr. is hitting really, really well against lefties. So just wanted to throw that out there. Like it was 
It's a random thing that I picked up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a note of that too because I haven't even looked it up. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. It's just like one of those random things you're like looking into and you're like realize like, hey, he's actually been really good against lefties. Yeah, it's, um, it's like when I keep saying about the Dodgers against lefties, but for some reason you can have all the facts. We can talk about it on air, and still no one will play Dodgers lefties against lefties. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for sure. Like, People people hate that, but like Bellinger mashes lefties. Seager is very like the only guy that I hate against lefties as the Dodgers lefties is Jock Peterson. But that's, that's but he weird. doesn't play. He, he doesn't bat against lefties mostly, so you don't usually have to worry about it. Um, Rays bats. Anything standing out here for Tampa? I think it. I think it is a terrific stack. The Rays spot. These low on like if this game was in Baltimore, it's still you still probably would have a great stack opportunity i really like this Rays offense i'm a big believer in the Rays as a whole i think avisel garcia is one of the most underrated players in baseball i think brandon lau is a future i don't want to say superstar but he's a star-ish i think andy diaz is a really 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 good baseball player all these guys can hit um I like the idea of getting into this and then getting that middle relief from Baltimore, not like the long relief guys, but like the mid relief guys. I think this is like a small, like three, four man stack. And then I love Zanino. Just this is guy's going to hit 20 to 30 home runs for the rest of his career. And he's batting eighth and no one's going to play him because he's batting eighth. I don't care if he's batting fourth. The guy is going to hit that many home runs. I'll just keep, I'm a tournament player. I'll, I'll take my chances that way. I love this as a stack. I love it as a mini stack. These rays get you when no one ever expects it. No one ever plays them. There is, and I mean, I, I skipped the best player, like Austin Meadows, obviously. The, he might be the best player in, in reality. Um, anyway, I, I really like the rays in this spot. Uh, Hess has gotten away with a lot. I actually think he's better than people thought he was, but this offense I believe in, I like the rays offense. Uh, it's hard for me to rank because of the positions depends on the site, I guess, but the number one play would be Meadows, but the price and this, you know, position and everything. I think Brandon Lau, Avazel Garcia, Yandy Diaz, those are the low owned guys, like crazy low and, and Troy too, like crazy low owned, cheap enough. That's like a really, you know, you get that in there with a little Zanino two or three of those guys was, you know, I like that stack a lot. Yeah. So like, I really do like the Rays, and I'm glad that everybody um, jumped on board with Austin Meadows. Um, congratulations to me for talking him up all last year when he did you do player. it? Yes. Um, I was all about this. I've been saying, but by the way, I'm going to say the same on, on the other side. You're going to hate this. I do think the pirates, I get why they made the trade, but I, I think what, what Tampa Bay did was absolutely it was it's thievery on their part, it seems like. But to be honest, like the Pirates have seven starters that are all under twenty-five right now. And they're some of them are not even starting yet. I'm just saying, like, they understood what they were doing. Listen, I don't hate what the Pirates did, but I, I think the move was amazing for the Rays, um, for what it's worth too. So um, all right, moving on. I, I do like the race stack. I guess I, I should have said that. Like um, Tommy Pham's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. So um, just want to throw that out there. How Cubs, do you play him over the other guys? That's the only. That's the only time I have a problem. He, with it, but I get it. he profiles really well uh, against Hess. Hess is a fastball slider guy. Tommy Pham's um, a fastball slider guy. So he just profiles really well according to my model. It's just, it's just the price. Yeah, it's just, it's just the pricing thing that's 
becomes really hard to like, how do I play it? Even if like, it has to be Mike Trout almost at a certain point, I feel like. Yeah. Like at least today, his price is down. Oh, a little wow. bit. Like, oh my God. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is. He's not like, like you have to decide like you, are you going to play Meadows? Or are you going to play like Chris Davis against the lefty? But, um, all right. Cubs and Marlins, Cole Hamels against Sandy Alcantara. Um, any interest here in Hamels? I never like playing Hamels, but um, shit. How don't you play him? I guess that should be the question. Like this Marlins team is so bad. I watch I can't Quintana pitch. not to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like I watch, I watch Quintana pitch against them tonight. Um, I was flipping forth, like back and forth between that and the Magic game. Um and <laughs> just they're so bad. Like, oh man, Quintana looked like uh, Cy Young out there. So like, Cole Hamill is the most expensive pitcher on the slate. I think it's a different circumstance when we're looking at like him compared to Quintana yesterday because Quintana was like in the eight K range. But when you look at the pitchers on this slate, like, I, I think he is like. He's probably going to be like my SP one today, just because I don't huh. think the Marlins are going to go out and put up like five runs on him. And I think like I will just pay ninety four hundred to take my fifteen to twenty five points. Okay, so I, yeah, I get that. I guess if I was going to gamble on one, which would be like a Grant beer checking bet, I would bet on someone else way ahead of him. But I get all the things like totally. Here's what I will say, and I, this might be a hot take or whatever. Um, Jose Quintana is a better pitcher than Cole Hamels is. This is not now. Yes, same. now. Yeah. Yes. yes, right now. But yes. the, well, the weird part is, two and three years ago, they were probably really close. Like you factor in ballpark situation, circumstance. Like when teams are when you're throwing your pitcher out there and you're down, you're down, you're up by three runs and you've got the bases loaded and there's nobody out and he's throwing 110 pitches. You're letting him pitch. Probably something wrong. You know what I mean? Cole Hamels didn't have those situations. He played for contenders. Um, Quintana until recently did not. Anyway, I, I don't, he makes so much sense, man. It's everything makes so much sense i also really don't mind two through four and six through eight of miami as one i know this is a lot of players to name but like especially alfaro if he's batting cleanup again i would load up on him i would play a ton of Lewis Brinson, who I don't think is going to bat eighth tomorrow. I have a weird feeling he might like lead off. So if Lewis Brinson's leading off, let's play that guy. That's where you want to attack against this. Cause I get it. I get that he makes sense pitching wise. I'm just going to throw out like, I also think he makes sense to like take a lot of guys against because he's, he's really not good. Like this team isn't good. This is a good situation for him. Everything works out. If, if the roof is open too, like we should find that out. Um, that's a big difference. If it's open and it's hot, makes it a lot better for the hitters. I like Hamill. I, I'll, uh, Hamill's makes sense. I just hate that he makes sense. I guess that's <laughs> um, yeah. So like the, the thing here, like when you're looking at this, 
Uh, let's talk about the bats in a second. Um, any interest in Alcantara? Uh, I'm just taking a look at this price real quick. Uh, no. Um, looking at the Cubs side of things, bats wise, any interest in the Cubs bats? Uh, no, unless the unless the ownership gets to be that crazy low, less than seven percent kind of thing that it was the other night. No. Otherwise, and if if look if the roof's open and the spread starts jumping, I I'll jump all over this game because it well I forget the spread jumping. If the roof's open and the, and it's hot and it's blowing, I actually haven't looked at the weather yet, but that that'll change things. Otherwise, no. Yeah, um, I guess like the only guy that I really want to play from Chicago. I guess there's two guys like Javi Baez and Jason Hayward. You can always make an argument for playing like Rizzo and Brian and those guys, but like Baez just he's mashing. So like he he's like one of my favorite plays. Um but I don't want to go crazy here. I do think this is a spot that like Jason Hayward makes a lot of sense. We got Alcantara, a guy that doesn't typically like he doesn't strike out a lot of lefties. He doesn't really have that left-handed like punch out pitch. He throws you know, fastball sinker changeup, and he doesn't really have like a strikeout pitch against lefties. So I think like Hayward is really, really interesting. I guess Rizzo is kind of interesting too. Um, yeah. They I, just... You can't play Hayward, man. I'm sorry. Look at the price. Have you seen that price? Listen, there might be a site he's cheap, but <laughs> he's the same it. price as Anthony Rizzo. Like that's just, it's, it's, it's really hard to justify. I'm just saying like, I love Jason Hayward. I probably played him more than most people just because he was a part of the Cubs when they were good. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know how you play him at 4,600 on on a on this kind of slate. I just can't do it. Yeah, I don't ever look at pricing for what it's worth as I'm as I'm doing my fair research. Enough, I, didn't enough, real, I didn't even realize like, he was that expensive. But I'll, I'll play, I'll play Kyle Schwarber. I'll play Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. That's the guy I'll play. Um, Marlins bats. We were kind of talking about it. Alfaro, you know, Castro doesn't strike out. Is there anybody else you want to bring up here? I love Marlins bats in these spots. Um, when there's two great pitchers, I can play, you know, together and hope that they get me my 75 between them. <laughs> and then I can win it with my, you know, Starlin Castro, Brian Anderson lineups, uh, on this particular slate. I think they all make sense because the pricing. I think if Lewis Brinson is is near the top of the order, you got to just play that guy. You don't even have a choice. That guy is should be like almost locked into your lineup. If he, if he gets on base, you got a stolen base. I think. On top of it, hits lefties about twice as well as he does righties. Like, I just think like at three K, like that's where you're looking. You're looking for the value. The lineup is going to dictate some, which I, I hate because I like batting guys like it doesn't matter, you know. But it in this particular case, I think it does matter with the the Marlins because you're not looking for necessarily home runs because it's, it's not a power-hitting team. You're hoping for a home run while you play these other guys, uh, including like Austin Dean if he was batting cleanup, which would be weird, uh, you know, situationally. But like I'm just saying you don't know what the lineup's going to be, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on that. But I do really like taking some of these guys against – uh, Hamels in lineups, you're not using Hamels. They're going to be massive leverage plays too because Hamels should get a lot of ownership here just because of the pitchers that are on the slate. And they're super cheap. 
Arizona at Atlanta, nine total. Zach Godley against Kevin Gaussman. Gaussman a 175 favorite. Um, any interest here in Godley? He's uh, really cheap, huh? Like <laughs> He's really bad, too. <laughs> there's, there is, like, no way I'm ever taking – like, I feel like you make, like, little rules to start the year. Like, you don't take pitchers going into Atlanta, right? I just feel like that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, Atlanta's one of my favorite stacks on the slate, so I, I probably won't. Wow. Have, I won't you're have looking Zach at way too much pitter types. I totally know what you're looking at, too. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm not sure, totally sure. I'm going to write it down, though. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, like, is Kevin Gaussman in play today? Yeah, he's one of the best plays on the board. Like, right? Uh, I'm not crazy. Like, Arizona is not a terrible team, but they're not, like, anything, like, we should be worried about. Like, I don't want to play lefties against them because they can go really right-handed heavy. But Yes, yes. I think, like, Gaussman's in play here, right? 100%. This is exactly where I'm at. I actually thought he was going to be the sort of the guy people look to because it makes so much sense. And we didn't get to see all of it when he came over from the American League before. This is... The Arizona matchup is an interesting one because, like, even with lefties, like, I, I want to stack them against – I did it tonight. I did it with Marte and, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of the right guys and one of the wrong guys. The the one who used to be a catcher. Anyway, um, I just – against righties, like, these guys are, are have been pummeled. And their K rate goes way up against righties. Uh, just historically, if you look at each individual hitter, I think that this is, like – a really good Gaussman spot. We don't have a lot of pitchers to choose from. He's going to be really popular. It's just, I mean, he's got to be right. Like how can he not be popular? Like crazy popular. Yeah. I, I see him getting some ownership here for sure. Um, I'm probably looking at the, the Hamels and Gaussman combo for cash games right now. Um, That's what it would seem like, right? Yeah. Cause it, it's not going to be hard to fit those guys in. Like you play those two guys, you get 4k per hitter, you know, you take a cheap catcher and like you're off to the races. Like, um, so I think that's where I'm going to approach the slate. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like crazy for thinking like Gaussman in a nine total was like a guy I should be looking at. But, um, so Arizona bats, I really don't see anything that I would play here, even out of like a contrarian, like you can always make an argument for David Peralta against the righty, but I don't think I can do it on this slate. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I, I mean, some of the it's I like him better than Jason Hayward. <laughs> He's probably a lot cheaper too. Same exact price. I like him better than Jason Hayward. That's I would take Hayward. Are I you out Hayward. of your mind? Are you no, I would, of, I would take in, Hayward. You're going to take Jason Hayward. So in, in I, this year, in, in, the, in the year 2019, you're going to take Jason Hayward in Miami over, over a lefty power park and Peralta, who generally crushes the ball at home because it used to be a lefty power park. But, dude, that's not a, that's not a good bet. I'm happy to, to to let Grant do my beer chugging and, and make that bet with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, could, he could do my beer chugging too. Um, <laughs> getting old like for that stuff. Yeah, let's like, just let him do it. Like we have kids, man. Come on, yeah. Dad life, like, you can yeah, do we're it. getting old. Um, you just look at Gaussman, and, like, he's a guy that doesn't typically give up a lot of power to lefties. So 
and like just going back really quick, like Alcantara just doesn't strike lefties out. So I, I don't know. I, I could see like Peralta probably beats him seven out of ten times, but I, I think I would take Hayward today. Does that make sense? No, dude. Like I love <laughs> like I'm the guy who plays Jason Hayward when he was twenty nine hundred and no one would I play have him. to have I, I have to have a freaking what? Jason Hayward team now. You think he Thanks. just be you know what? Now I have to play Jason you know what? Now I have to write it down. I have to play Thanks. Jason Hayward. Appreciate just because it. you said this. Now we know it because <laughs> baseball is so random we actually have to do that. Um, um <laughs> because lighter says so we don't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I would be so mad if I'm like watching a, a, a movie or a TV show with my wife tomorrow night and like I get an alert that Jason Hayward hits a home run. I don't have any. Like I would be I would be pissed. Um but if he hits three home runs, I mean anything can happen. We just saw the Clippers the other night. I saw them Ooh, and I, Williams, man. <laughs> I saw that it got within 18 with with uh in going to the fourth quarter, and I was like, Oh, I'll go to bed, they'll lose by 30. And I looked back in the morning. And I thought, oh, Lou Williams must have gone nuts. These guys must have hit 53s. They were five for 31 from three. And they came back from 31 down against the best team of all time. That BS on that one. But the best team of all time on the other team's home court? Come on. I just thought that was incredible. Anyway, let's yeah, it. Was, it was insane. Um, so, yeah, I like the Atlanta stack today. Um, when you're looking at stacking Atlanta – Outside of Acuna, a lot of the stack is is left-handed. You know, Donaldson's a guy that started the season kind of slow, but his advanced numbers told us that he was hitting the ball really well. Um, you know, his exit velocity was way up. Like, it's almost – it's top five in the MLB right now. It's so high, like Donaldson's is. So, like, when we're looking at Zach Godley, he's a guy that has really struggled with, like, left-handed power. Um, and, and, like, this is just a spot, like, I think, like, Freeman – is really interesting. Ozzy Albies is interesting. Don't leave off Marcakis in your stack because he's always that random Ooh. dude like that. Just isn't he like the most tilting like play? So, ever? so it's like the worst ever. I used to love him when he was with the Orioles because I was too stupid at the time to realize that the guy just didn't have any power. Also, he I think he hit like sixteen home runs. That was like his home run high year. So I felt like I kept like getting him. I was like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, this guy crushes. No, uh-huh. this guy. It, it, he's not a like, I don't even like playing him because I know there's no positive, like extreme result unless like the bases are loaded when he f- first comes up, like for everybody else, like you get a home run and it's it. At least everything else is gravy on top of that with him. It's like, dude, he has to get like four hits to catch up, <laughs> like, yeah, like, but he might, day, he might do it. <laughs> the That's day you crazy. don't play him. <laughs> The day you don't play him, like he gets up with like three times with men on, and he he gets three hits in all those games. It's just he's he's the most like f- frustrating guy when you're like playing DFS. But I, I just I really like the Braves today. You know, you pointed out like this ballpark's really good for left-handed power. Like Freeman, he doesn't have a home run on the season. I don't think does he? He might have one now. Yeah, I think he has one. I don't know. Actually, I'm not like he has him. one. He hit one over the weekend. He's um, he's he's been. I, I mean, literally, he's he's this guy. Like his his outs are roping the ball to where because he won't give into the shift. Like line drive one hoppers to the second baseman who's playing in right field and diving and catching it. Like he's he's still hitting the ball fine. He's fine. So yeah, I I just I, I like the the Braves a lot today. Um, you know, we're gonna get such a chalky la texas game that i think the braves are a nice way to you know kind of pivot off of that game a little bit i love the thinking and i'm always a fan of the braves and i hate taking pictures against the braves and i mentioned the thing about godly 
But then I'm looking at who the Braves are going to throw out there. Um, he could actually. This is this is like a weird, good, weirdly good matchup for him. He's a really good pitcher against really good hitters who are right-handed. Like Albie's, I understand is a better hitter left-handed. He's a better, you know, power hitter right-handed. Whatever. Um, Freeman hits both. He's better against righties, of course, but like barely. It's really not that huge of a difference, to be honest. Um, uh, so anyway, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I don't find myself going there. I think Acuna might might legitimately be a top ten player in baseball, so you can always play him. But like, don't say that just, to Derek Cardi. What? Wait, I, I didn't say he was. What? I just said he might. No, he I, might I really just, be. Yeah, is Derek Hardy going to argue against that? Oh yeah, he. And so this I, is I like, so dumb. I, this is so I like dumb. Derek a lot, but like man, me too. He, I love him. He blasted like Acuna love last season. He's like, this dude's not going to do anything, and he he this whiffed so hard on Acuna. Like, wow, how did he, he, he get a lot bad? of stuff right? Like, he gets a lot you, of stuff right, but yeah, but you get like a twenty-year-old who has that patience and that power, like literally that patience, and hits the goes with the pitch every time. He's like a different type of like breed. Like he's a whole different level. <laughs> well, you don't have to preach to me. I, I'd love um, Acuna. I, I, Ian I love Soto him. are like different levels. Like man, this team is so young and so good too. They're gonna add some pieces too, and the Braves are gonna be like real legit for like the next ten years. So they also have um, six of six of the top. They have that the most players by double of any players who haven't played in the major leagues yet in terms of the prospects, like uh, rankings wise in the top hundred. It's crazy. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, all right, we spent a lot of time on this one. Let's talk Toronto at Minnesota. Gonna have to kind of pay attention to the weather in this one. Um, Trent Thornton against Jake Odorizzi. If the weather's good, any interest in Trent Thornton? If the weather's good, I have interest in only in Odorizzi, not in Thornton. Yeah, I'm with you. Actually, I, I have some interest in Odorizzi too, so I want to kind of see how the weather is going to be. Um, Thornton has, for what it's worth, Thornton has shown really good strikeout stuff with his curveball. Um, his whiff rate's like 50-something percent on the season, so like his curveball is getting a lot of whiffs. Um which is, you know, always really, really solid. But I, I just don't know if this is a spot that I would necessarily target him. Um, little interesting. Jake two, in all fairness, he, fa- he did face the two worst curveball hitting teams in baseball to start the season. I'm just throwing that out there. That's I'm just throwing. So I don't know who he is yet. I don't know he who he is. He a yet. really weak um, Cleveland two. lineup and a really weak Detroit lineup. So yeah, yeah you're right. Um, that's why, like, you know, it's really tough to look at like season stats. It is. But. It is. Yeah. Jake Odorizzi on the other side of this game, um, he's such a hit-or-miss pitcher. He's such a hit-or-miss pitcher. He's great for tournaments, right? Like, yeah. the weather's good. Like, if you get that good game, like, he's solid. Yeah, agreed. Love him. Um, Toronto Bats, any interest here in the Toronto Bats? No. Um, it would be the righties you want usually, I mean – it's gone back and forth with Odorizzi. Like people can look at recent stats or old stats. Overall, throughout his career, he's been giving up more righty power than he has to lefty power. Uh, it would be Tiascar for me. Uh, I understand if McKinney's in the lineup and healthy, like he's so cheap. Um, I actually really would like Grichik kind of as a one-off, but I'm not, nobody I'm stacking here for sure. I, I more prefer the Odorizzi side if it, if the game goes. 
And the weather's going to be bad, so I probably wouldn't even go that crazy with the hitting. Yeah, just going to have to pay attention to the weather. Um, Freddie Galvis, Gritchick, probably my two favorite plays. I don't ever mind playing Tells on, on um, Fantasy Draft where I can play multiple first basemen. He's always a guy that I like to play over there for just pure power upside. Um, any interest in the Minnesota bats here against Thornton? And I got grief for playing Freddie Galvis on opening day. I know he's batting ninth, but still for minimum cost. Gosh. Why, does any, really why would changed. anybody hate on Freddie Galvis? I don't get it. First of all, this guy hit 20 home runs twice. Like, he has power. And I don't care if he's batting eighth, ninth, whatever. When you have a chalky stack and the guy's 2% owned and he's the better hitter than anyone else on the team, <laughs> except for maybe one guy. Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, I love the Minnesota bats. You said Toronto bats. Toronto bats, I don't have interest in. That we, we sort of mentioned you mentioned Galvis, um, but I love the Minnesota bats here. Yeah, if the weather's good, I could definitely look at the Minnesota bats. Like CJ Crone has been hitting the ball really well. Um, if he's in the lineup here today, which he should be, like you can look at him. I don't, I don't mind looking at some Minnesota bats. You're just gonna have to see how the weather is. If it's gonna be like in the 40s cold wise and rainy like i'll probably pass on this game for what it's worth fair enough yeah it makes that makes sense i i do like that i just specifically really think that minnesota could really get off here but i don't i mean if the weather is bad it's gonna be hard yeah i gotta like i'm gonna send our dev team a note i would love for our weather page to switch over at like midnight that'd be awesome for the next day it's yeah, it's always tough with weather though because it changes like by the. Yeah, but at least it would give us at least it would give us an idea of like what we're looking at. Yeah. Like, if it projects rain all day and like forty degree weather, and then you know, all right, Angels and Rangers eleven total. Matt Harvey, Lance Lynn, they pushed Matt Harvey back a day, so he's pitching um, Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So you already know who I like on Texas because I talked about it yesterday. <laughs> um, I have zero interest in Matt Harvey here. Yeah, you can't play Matt Harvey. Uh, any interest in Lance Lynn? I have a tiny bit of interest in Lance Lynn. I mean, I, don't I really shouldn't. I, I don't think it's la like I have a I have a lot of interest in Lance Lynn. It's yeah, but our reason for having a lot of interest is probably not dictated when you factor in price and reason. Like, so he matches up really well with the Angels lineup. Actually, I'm sorry with the uh, yeah with the Angels lineup. He actually against right-handed hitters, he's he can cruise for a long time. The price isn't ideal. Like I would love to get him really cheap here, like at Harvey's price, but we don't really need to worry. I guess so much about that. So for trying to figure out two pitchers, he should be one of the four guys I think we consider. Yeah, like. This slate's not like your best slate in the world for pitching. Let's just be realistic for a second. Like, you know, going back to the whole like Tampa discussion after we broke down all these pitchers, like Trinos looks a little bit better now. But again, I still don't trust like the pitch count. But like when we we're just looking at this slate overall, like if they roll out that like right-handed heavy lineup, like Justin Bohr's a little banged up. Like if Bohr's back in there and Calhoun's in there and Listella, like they could roll out technically four out of nine righties here if they wanted to. Um, and like the only like guy you kind of worry about there is Calhoun. You know, you worry a little bit about Justin Bohr too, but different ballpark, but they, might, they, they might roll out like five or six righties. I feel like. lefties. I was talking about lefties. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Righties. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So yes. 
he's already pitched once against this team this season and put up 18. The, the thing that I like about Lance Lynn is they let him go deep, man. He, he's thrown over 100 pitches in every game this season. So he's, he's pitching. That's what he does. <laughs> he's an inning eater. Um, any interest in the Angels' bats? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, it feels weird to say, yeah. I always feel weird after I say that about the hitters. Uh, I really, like, if Trout gets, I think Trout's actually going to have lower, like, weirdly lower ownership than he probably should have. It'll still be, like, in the 20-ish percent range, but instead of 30% for, like, a semi-small slate, which it should be. I know it doesn't sound like a huge difference, but still makes him interesting because he's the best hitter in baseball. Um, but I think it's mostly, like, I think it's mostly would be just Calhoun. Um, if you wanted to go ahead and stack it up, everybody else is going to. I'm not going to. So for me, it's it's mostly like literally Calhoun, maybe a little bit of Cozart and Simmons, but like or Listella, but like nobody like all together. Like I'm not really in love with this as much as everybody else is. If the wind's blowing out at 20 miles an hour and we see tomorrow, like it, it does make a difference now. And I'm just gonna take a look at the weather. Um, that will change things, but mostly I don't think I have that much interest in a really bad offense. Yeah. Um, in cash games, I think you can certainly look at Cal Calhoun and Bohr if Bohr's back in the lineup. Like they're just, they're so cheap, but like, you know, today is going to be way different price wise because there's a lot of, you know, pitchers that are just cheap. So, um, and Trout's in play every day. Like, I, I say this every day. I'm going to say it all year. But, like, I'm never going to say Trout's a fade ever. Um, he's in play every day. Like, I don't care if he's 7K. Like, he's in play every day. He's Mike Trout. He's best there in baseball, like Bobby said. Um, Texas bats. I, I think Texas is your, like, default popular stack of the day, right? Like, everybody's going to stack Texas today. Yeah, but except for, like, so you look at the prices, so are people going to play Joey Gallo at 300 less than Trout? And if they try to play them together, like you can do it with the pitching on this slate, but then what else are you doing? Because you can't play Andrus and you can't play Cabrera and Chu and all those guys. Like it's it's a little bit awkward, the pricing, just because it's so high. So I guess people just – well, guess we know people are going to pay down a pitcher, which we kind of know we can do with the obvious value spots. I don't know. It's It's – it's you want Texas, yes. You want the guy you the guys I would want in order would be Gallo. This is a tournament thinking thing. Gallo, Chu, Mazzara, then Cabrera, Andrus, Pence. That's the rank. If if Pence was in the lineup, if Pence was in the lineup, actually he might be way higher because he's so cheap. But it doesn't really matter except for. You know, it depends on what you're stacking them with. But I like all of these guys. And I just think Gallo, I, I know he's obvious, but at that price, maybe you lower the ownership just because, I mean, the matchup cannot be better for him, right? Like, is there a better matchup in the world for Joey Gallo? No. Um, he's <laughs> a top play on the slate. Like, I've played Gallo in cash the last two days. Like, But can you play him? Like, you can't really, like, logically play him in this spot over Trout for cash, right? Yeah, you can. Why not? Like, okay, so I'm the worst person to ask this question because I don't like. Then you should be playing any, tournaments like, only. I do play. No, I do play a ton of tournaments, but like, <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I I love playing cash because, like, like today, for instance, like 
Alonzo, my favorite, one of my favorite plays. He was like two percent owning cash, and like um, McHugh was ten percent owning cash, and like it was just like what? Like it's just like most days I'm gonna I'm gonna do okay just building that like standard like I throw it in like the high dollar single entry stuff, and I play a bunch of cash games with it, and I, I, you know, I like it. So I like it. I um, like that. So yeah, can you play Gallo over Trout in cash? I think is a really good question. I think the answer is Trout 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> like, but yeah. I think you can make a strong argument for Joey Gallo against Flyball Matt Harvey um <laughs> like in Texas. It's just Gallo's super expensive. I think you reserve Gallo for tournaments, but again, like I said yesterday, Gallo mashes sinkers and we know Matt Harvey is a sinker baller. It's just everything lines up for Gallo going yard here again today for the third straight day, but um, yeah, I love the love the Rangers. Like, I, I don't think there's a bad Ranger play. I think if you want to be contrarian with the Rangers, go Mazzaro, Gallo, um, as Drubal, and play towards the bottom of that lineup to be a little bit different. Um, because everybody's yeah, gonna nobody have to plays Drubal. Yep. So, all right, last game on the slate: Houston at Oakland. We have Wade Miley against Frankie Montas. Um, any interest here in Wade Miley? No. Um. I kind of get it, but no. I'm going to say no, but I I could see why you would play him on this slate. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I'm not going to say no. I could see playing Wade Miley on this slate. Yeah, I actually, it, like, he would be four or five. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, yeah. like Oakland is, is terrible against cutters. And like, if you want to, if you want to factor that into playing, like Wade Miley, then fine. I, I can I can see playing Wade Miley. He's sixty six hundred. Like if he goes out and puts up fifteen on this slate, you're going to be okay. He already he already pitched really well against them once this year for what it's worth too. Actually, in all fairness, that that just made that seem shoot right. Like shoot, it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Um, any interest in Frankie Montas? No. Yeah, I'm not going to try to talk to you on that one. I might say Wade Miley's okay, but I, I can't play Montas. It's, against... it's so weird. Like, Houston, it just feels like, what are you doing at some point? Oh, yeah, I like, can't do it. <laughs> Montas is a guy that's, like, really good against righties, too, and he's going to face a right-handed heavy lineup, but I, I just can't do it. Here's weird is Wade Miley in 100 against the bat, the lineup that will face him tomorrow, most likely. So roughly 103 bat plate appearances and only one home run. It's kind of shocking, like like for a team that hits that much power and twenty seven percent strikeout rate too. Um, anyway, sorry, kind of interesting for Wade Miley. <laughs> um, hundred plus appearances. I mean, that's not nothing. No, I listen. You know, I, I I factor everything into my research, so BVP is always something that I don't mind. Um, Houston bats. What do we like here for Houston? Uh, it's the same. It's it's. I think that the, the answer is Brantley and Reddick are the best plays because then no one will play them. I don't think you're going to get that much ownership on anyone else either. So I think that the full stack makes some sense. Maybe after tonight you'll get a little bit more, but I do think that Brantley and, and Reddick would stand out to me. They're cheap. Um, I know the outfield position is strong, but like, and then on top of that, I mean, obviously the one, two, three of Springer, Altuve, and Bregman, that's, that's the obvious ones, uh, along with Correa. I mean, they're all good, but like I like 
the idea of playing Brantley and Reddick, especially in tournaments. Um, any interest here on the Oakland bats? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that you have to play Pinder and Chapman as much as possible. And I think you can dabble with everyone else, including Simeon. I like him at short. But I don't think I'm going to stack it. Like, I think it's going to be a two-man, three-man, hope for the power upside, sort of where I'm looking. But it's mostly going to be Pinder, Chapman. Chapman's number one. Uh, Pinder, number two. Davis, number three. Simeon, number four, I guess. Yeah, I think you can throw in Piscotty too. I will if I play like Wade Miley on a team or two. I will definitely have an Oakland hedge stack, even if it's in like the five dollars single entry or something like that. Like if I, I mean, play they're gonna, one, they're popular, right? Like the problem is that's that's why I'm hesitating on Chris Davis. Like Chris Davis is the he's not the best play because it's a lefty because he doesn't he hits righties for more power, but like he's the best play because he hits the most home runs. Like period. But people are all gonna play him, right? I think Oakland's going to be popular, no doubt. Um, when you look at their like numbers against uh, lefties this season, it's they're they're really really high. So, um, yeah. All right, uh, let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. Uh, we're just going to use the DraftKings main slate. We're not going to use the early slates or the three Fanduel games. Um, give me your favorite play under eight K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Favorite. Uh, favorite play under 8K to get six or more Ks. Sorry, let me just grab my notes here. Uh, it is – well, it was Oda Rizzi, but I don't know if that game's going to play. So I guess I would say <laughs> Oda Rizzi. If not Oda Rizzi, then Godly. Yeah, if it, if it just rained out, I'll let you have um, Godly. Um so I don't think any of these guys have potential <laughs> um, to get six or more strikeouts. I, I think like the answer is Lance Lynn. Uh, yeah, or Shark. Yeah. I, here, here's the fun question today, he Bobby. You give him three home runs, but you might give six. He still might get six Ks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's true. The bottom of the lineup, he could definitely get some strikeouts. Um, Helix in the bottom of that lineup, he could get some strikeouts too. Um, under or over 8K to score under 15 DK points. There's only four guys up here today. What do you got? Chirinos. Because, well, actually, I would bet on Thornton, but, like, we don't – What do we really know what the Chirinos is actually starting? Like, starting, starting? Like, a real <laughs> pitch starting? Or is he starting, like – He's supposed to come out of the bullpen in long relief. I'll let you take Torino. I'll take Thornton. Those are the two answers. Um, yeah. Because I wouldn't, like, yeah. Um. Let's see here. Over 4K to home run. Who's your expensive guy to hit a homer today? Um. I mean, the easy answer, well, I guess they're at the same, both at the top. So, I'll say uh, Mike Trout. All right. Really unoriginal. Yeah, you're fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my boy um Josh Donaldson hits a home run today. Okay, interesting. Give me would have been really nice for me if you had done that tonight. Um 
And then um, under 4K to get two or more hits. Under 4K to get two or more hits. Oh, I've got a bunch of guys. Um, the, there's quite a few of them down there. There's tons. Um, shoot, man. There's too many. I've got it's a lot of my favorite plays there to get two or more hits. All right. I'm going to just say an easy one. No, I'm not going to. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, wow. What's weird? Is Michael Brent? What is the price on? I'm sorry. I lost the Brantley price. Ah, oh, he's forty-one. Um. Well, I thought it was easy, but apparently I'm having a hard time. I'm gonna say a weird one and just say. Uh, <laughs> Buster Posey. All right. Weird. We're gonna take. Um, Two guys from San Francisco today. Uh, You're gonna take Brandon Belt? <laughs> no, I'm gonna take the the Duggar? my favorite punt of the day, Crawford. Brandon Crawford. Yep. Uh, I like I like Posey better as a punt, but I kind of get that one. That's a good one. Um, Crawford at nice. 3,300. Uh, give me your stack to score six or more runs on the main slate here. Twins. All right. You wanna you want a placeholder just in case the weather's bad? Oh shoot! Yeah, I should. Um, my placeholder is—I have it. Oh, the Dodgers. All right, I'll make sure that way. If that weather gets bad, wait, no, the, Do- no, wait, sorry, the Dodgers is the afternoon one. The morning, the early games. My bad. Um, for the afternoon games, uh, I guess I'm gonna pick. Oh, it actually is uglier than I thought when you look at the overall. I think I'll just take Houston. All right. I'm going to take Atlanta. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Hope everyone has a great day. As always, appreciate you coming on, Bobby. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again tomorrow.